0: Hey everybody, it's Jeff. I am here with your possibly last solo episode of the Jeff Macalino Podcast. Now on Apple as well, and Google, and Spotify, and pretty much anywhere you can possibly get your podcast. So follow me, subscribe to me, rate and review me if applicable. All of that would be helpful. And hey, if you like it, tell a friend. Now, I got a lot of feedback, and it was somewhat uh, emotional, some of it, from the episode I put out on Saturday morning or afternoon with me and Frank King. It was emotional for me as well, to an extent. Uh, It was a great time talking to him. I really think what he does is saving lives and I hope that you consider sharing it with a friend. Uh, I think we all know someone who we may suspect of having issues and I don't know that the podcast will save their life, but maybe hearing him talk to me and then going and looking at his TEDx talks or something, you know, I really think what he does changes lives and saves lives, more importantly. So... Hey, the best way to spread a podcast is word of mouth. So, I, I assume most of you are either my friends or my family or Twitter followers. So, all I can ask is pass it along if you like it. And if you don't, let me know. I've already made changes based on suggestions from people who have listened. I'm very fluid in the way I do things. So, <clears throat> email me. Hit me up on Twitter. Text me. Call me. Most of you know where I live, but I wouldn't suggest coming to my door because I'm very good at pretending I'm not home. I practice that quite frequently. So comments. Uh, what I always want to do in the beginning of this is either do a Q&A if there's any questions or comments from my latest episode So I'm going to jump back to 002 where I got a few very angry messages about what I said about dogs. Now I'm going to admit I'm not going to even go back and listen to what I said about dogs. But I I will clarify, I do not hate dogs. I just do not like them. My point was that I feel like I have to pretend like I care about dogs so people think I'm a good person. I do not care about dogs. However... I was driving my kids to my son's football practice on Thursday and I saw on the back of a motorcycle a little tiny dog wearing a leather jacket and it was adorable. So I'll rectify that to say I like that dog. I assume that is extremely unsafe and that dog will probably die at a young age because there was no... It was like in a basket on the back of a motorcycle. I can't imagine it's safe. And it would stand up and look like it might consider jumping out. So I assume... I mean, that dog may be dead already. But it was an adorable dog and a good good prop. And the dude riding the bike was was very cognizant that everyone was looking at him. And he seemed like he was a cool, kind of, you know, peaceful dude. So... There you go. I don't hate dogs. I just, I just don't like them, and I, I don't, I don't like pets in general because I feel like you're gonna buy an animal that dies, and you know what's 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 the point? So, <laughs> I know I'm in the min- minority on that. We'll we'll move on. So the other thing that I always plan on doing in every episode is giving you a recommendation. I didn't do that last week, but I'm pretty sure if you listen to me, you understood my recommendation was to go watch the TEDx Talks from Frank King. And I'll go ahead and make my recommendation this week. If you somehow hadn't listened to last episode of mine where I interviewed him to go do it. It was a rewarding interview. It was a good time. I I can't think of anything else to add to it, uh, but I'm so grateful for him to uh, sit down with me. And then we've we've even exchanged a couple of messages since then. So it was a, a good time, and uh, maybe we'll maybe we'll have him on again in the future. We'll see. So, that would be my recommendation. And welcome back from whatever sponsor that was. Uh... (laughs) (laughs) Most of you know from prior podcasts I started keto almost four weeks ago And I am still hanging on by a thread I took my daughter to lunch I told her she could pick wherever we go And I realized this is going to be hard Maybe I'll give it up And the day before that I talked to Frank King And the dude, you can't see this in the audio, obviously, uh, he showed me a picture of himself in some bodybuilding competition, and he does keto, so I said, well, damn, I guess I'll stick with keto a little longer and maybe consider quitting the alcohol for a little bit. Uh, I know from what I've chosen to research that alcohol is supposed to stop the weight loss, and... I get it, high calorie, it may not knock you out of ketosis, but stops the fat-burning process. So, I uh, one of my buddies has informed me that some of my friends are considering a booze-free March, and that starts tomorrow, March does. I don't know when I'm going to actually release this podcast, so whatever, but we'll see how that goes. But anyways, I stuck. My daughter chose Red Lobster, which I thought was odd. Uh, and we, we went there, and I uh, got a, a Caesar salad, which I think from everything I looked at was keto-friendly, and I got a steak. I gave her all my croutons, of course, because croutons, you can't eat those. So we'll see. I'll keep myself going. It was a great time with her. Uh, that, was the, that was the main point. She ordered the lobster linguine, and she's like, whoa, that's that's really expensive. And it was delightful to me to be able to say, Bella, money's not an issue, sweetheart. Pick whatever you want. So <laughs> she didn't eat much of it at all, but hopefully she ate the leftovers. Um, that was after I had to rush straight there from my son's flag football game. Now, I'm the head coach and the defensive coordinator for my son's flag football team, and we were playing... We were three and three, playing another three and three team, and the winner made the playoffs, and the loser misses the playoffs. So it was a big game, and we took an early lead. The defense tightened up, and we were in control. And then the other team and their parents lost their freaking minds, man! It. Now, I'll give them that on a fourth down play, one of my players went for the flag around the waist and tackled the kid to the ground. And they lost their minds. They were screaming at the referee so much, he pulled the coaches, they, their offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator, me and my offensive coordinator, off the field to talk to the owner of the league and the referee was just saying how they were complaining about everything and really made me realize you look like such a dumb asshole when you complain to the refs at a sports league so this ref was not managing the game well he was letting the kids play both teams were getting away with a lot and then the parents on the other sideline started even heckling me you know when i'd line up the defense or i'd i'd you know, give an attaboy after a great play. Oh, they were like, oh, this coach is loud and obnoxious and they're trying to trying to get under my skin. What kind of f- jackass parents it it really pissed me off. And I mean, you know, I'm the head coach and I'm sitting here like, hey, can you shut up and let these kids enjoy themselves? Stop making it about you this team is named Macolino 8U, and I'm not sitting here screaming at the official when they miss a flag-guarding penalty, and at one point, they there was, uh, you know, kids going for the flag, and two kids combined, they all kind of crashed together, and the parents start screaming, I'm like, holy shit, you better not let your kids play soccer, they might touch another kid, this is football, not tiddlywinks. I was getting so angry. I get it's a non-contact sport, a non-contact league, but the parents on that other team, man, we had parents on our sideline who were getting real angry too because that's just such bullshit. So anyways, this Saturday, hopefully a doubleheader because they play the semis and the championship game the same weekend. It's ridiculous how serious some people take flag football, and I take it seriously as the coach because I'm the coach, but golly, the parents need to chill out. Not the parents on my kid's team, the parents on the other team. That was just, you know, they they played us earlier this year. They beat us because I wasn't there, my son wasn't there. Three other kids weren't there. We used three six-year-olds and two of our players, and they barely beat us. So I think they thought this was going to be an easy victory because they didn't know what our team actually was. But, sorry, I've rambled quite a bit about flag football, which I'm sure interests all of, like, half of you. So, (laughs) So... but ultimately, my point was I think about keto, <laughs> and I somehow just got sucked into flag football. Uh, I've I've basically held steady, I think, the last two weeks. I haven't lost weight, which, again, I think is because drinking alcohol. So I'm strongly considering going without drinking. I, 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 I'll, I'll wait and see how it goes. I've, I haven't made a decision. I'm not committing to anything. But the one thing I will say is, Nobody talks about how much it sucks to be in the middle of losing weight, where you've dropped weight, and people who haven't seen you for a month or two or three, they'll notice you've lost some weight, but you've seen yourself every day, and everyone else who sees you even once a week, they don't notice that you've lost weight because they're looking at the same thing over and over, and then sometimes people, like, try to say, oh, it looks like you've lost weight, and you've gained a pound or two, and it's just awkward, they know you're trying, so maybe I shouldn't talk about it. Although being on a keto diet makes it tough to, <laughs> it makes it tough to, to not talk about it because you have to do some strange things when it comes to eating or, or even drinking. You know, at home, anytime I've gone out, I, I've talked about this on a YouTube video I did, my drink is always crown and ginger ale. Now, I usually wouldn't drink sugary soda, never would at home, but at a bar, you know, you just take what you get. Well, I can't do that anymore, so now i got to go back to ordering Whiskey on the Rocks. I shouldn't say a brand name unless they want to sponsor me. That would be a kick-ass sponsor, I must say. And I'm open to other whiskeys, especially Canadian whiskeys, because those do tend to be my favorite. So I got a massage today, and just to jump in front of things, it was a deep tissue massage at a legitimate massage chain. I pay a monthly membership. I haven't gone in four months. I don't know why. I think part of it is because they started pushing that you should wear a mask while you get a massage, which I, I did wear a gator today while I got a massage, and it was significantly worse. Uh, the massage was not terrible, but substantially less good. When, especially when it came to like, you know, the neck region, I realized I maybe should have worn one that goes around the ears and the face instead of a gator. But if you have to wear one for ninety minutes, a gator is much more comfortable. So I went and got that. I. I Hadn't done it, but my back was really screwed up this week. And I'm able to stretch and massage it out enough where I can get around. But I knew it was bad enough, painful enough. I needed to go in, get a a deep massage. I scheduled it in panic instead of well ahead of time like I normally do. So I've had the same massage therapist for the past two years, I would say. And I'll admit the reason I started exclusively using her or having her massage me, I don't want to make it sound bad, is because she is attractive. But and and don't get me wrong, that has nothing to do with it, but I've gotten used to her massages. There's no ulterior motives, I guess is what I was trying to say before I interrupted myself. There's no ulterior motives, but she gives a she does a good job i've gotten very used to the the way she does it. you know sometimes she'll change a few things up, but you know I'm used to it the The deepness is good, it loosens me up. She'll give me advice if there's certain things she notices she She knows my muscles <laughs> basically so today i got I called late in the week, and I just said i I need something. I got a massage with the only deep tissue. Person that I could get, and she gave a very deep tissue massage. Uh, the I I had to do a lot to prevent screaming and agony, especially when she was doing my glutes and hamstrings. And uh, she she pointed out very 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 tight. You may be sore tomorrow, so that's fun. But then I did beforehand. I said, you know, they were doing the pre-checkout type thing, book your next one, I said yes, I'll book one for four weeks with my normal, uh, normal therapist, and uh, I I know she's going to say something about how long it's been, and she's going to be able to see I saw someone else, and I almost feel like I cheated, (laughs) you know, in a really effed up way, there's no, nothing sexual, going on here at all and I still almost feel like eh, I, I, I stepped out so I don't know the whole the whole dynamics of a massage I guess especially when the only woman who's touched you consistently in the past five years is, is a massage therapist uh, that probably says more about me than her but going back to my normal uh, one next week grateful for that I don't think she'll even care that I saw someone else in fact, I always think she's sitting there thinking, "This fat melting tub of ice cream. Why do I have to touch his disgusting body?" And uh, again, says probably more about me than than <laughs> than her. But I, I gotta tell you that they're necessary for me because I do credit it. You know, you know, my back goes out every once in a while because a lot of times I try to do more than I should, and. Massage, really, I know that a lot of times it's just muscular tightness that causes it. Although I have to be careful when I talk about massages with people because you can use, again, massage. I think people some people who know me assume it's for nefarious reasons that I'm getting a massage or, you know, it's, it's truly for self-maintenance. I remember once I went to work and I could barely walk. People could see my back was in so much pain. And I've got an issue where my right hip, and I don't know the anatomy and, and anyone who hears me will, that does will probably be like, this dude is stupid, but I don't care. So like my right hip somehow like gets out of line where it gets higher than my left hip, so then my legs aren't even, so then I walk uneven, and the muscles in my back just scream at me. And the way that they really fix that with massage, and I can kind of do it myself a little bit if I catch it early, is they massage, especially low back, hip, area, and then they kind of can just tug my leg, and the hip kind of just pulls into place. Like, again, I'm sure somebody is listening to this saying, this dude doesn't know anything about what he's saying, but that's how I understand my body from how it was explained to me. So, I leave work that day, I say, I'm going, I got a massage scheduled tonight, I show up the next day, I'm walking better, they say, other than massage work, and I said, yeah, she was able to tug it out, and now I feel better, and I said this to four women whose jaws all were on the floor, and I was confused, and then I realized, I just said, I went to get a massage, and she tugged it out, and now I feel better, whoops. I quickly explained myself and, as far as I know, did not get reported to HR. Anyways, I'll wrap things up. So, we've got guests on the horizon. I don't know if... I think I talked about this. I should probably remember if I did. But we've got at least a couple guests lined up. And then I've talked to a couple of my friends, also, who I think will make great guests. And there are many others of you who I want to reach out to, but... Uh, I'm, I don't know. Well, (laughs) I want to reach out to you, but I don't want to seem desperate because I've actually now booked, uh, most of my free time that I have with, uh, interviews. So conversations, we'll go with that conversations, not interviews. Anyways, the only other thing I wanted to mention is if you are a Rays and or Lightning fan, I do also have another Rays and Lightning podcast called Bolts and Bats in the Bay. And I do this for flteams.com. So I, I, I get nothing out of it except for I record myself talking about the week that was for the Lightning and the Rays. The only reason I want to bring it up is because I do it. I think the kid who started FL Teams is a high school senior, I want to say. And he was looking for to branch out from just you know amateur journalists to podcasters, and I talked to him on the phone and decided I'd help him out. Again, it doesn't benefit me at all, but if you are a Razor Lightning fan, uh, check it out. You know, I talk it's ten to fifteen minutes of me talking about the Lightning and then the Rays. I did last week, I talked about the spring training of 2008 and the the pre-practice, initial practice team meeting that I was fortunate enough to be in the huddle for, and uh, I don't know how many people remember the 9 equals 8 catchphrase that took over Tampa Bay, really, when the Rays had that run to the World Series you know that initial speech by Joe Madden was really great and it was something uh fun to be in in there while he talked about it and i really do think it made a difference that year for that team cuz the way he described it just made a lot of sense and it wasn't i know the media mostly talked about the nine players playing hard for nine innings equals being one of the eight teams in the playoffs, but he actually broke it down a lot more that made a lot more sense. He was saying nine more wins from our pitching, nine more wins from our defense, and nine more wins from our hitting, and we can get 27 more wins. And if we add 27 wins to last year, we're one of the eight teams in the playoffs. So, you know, I I personally talked to several players after that, and that whole thing just made so much more sense when you started doing the math of this guy can add a couple wins on defense, and this guy's going to add a couple wins here, and you know it. It really—I don't buy into motivational speeches very often, but I do think that was one of the very few that probably did make a difference. So, anyways, I got a little more on that on that podcast last week. Uh, check it out if you want to. If you're a Lightning and a Rays fan, otherwise, don't don't bother because I don't know why you care. So, that's it for me. Remember, please, uh, like or subscribe or, or rate, review, whatever is applicable for however you're listening to this podcast. I would appreciate it if you share it, especially if you're going to share an episode. Share the episode of me talking with Frank King. If you have any feedback, things I can do to make this better. Things that suck. Comments on anything I've said, please let me know. I will say that uh, my my base, my current base of people who listen to this, are the ones who can shape how this thing goes. So next time I'll probably be on with a guest. Uh, maybe my next hundred of these will be with a guest. So we will uh, we'll talk again soon. Have a great week. Peace.